0: Hello, I'm Rabbi Iggy, and welcome to Tattoos and Torah. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Tattoos and Torah. I'm Rabbi Iggy out of the Chuva Center. And welcome to the first day of 2021. But also the last episode of this season. We have now Recorded and published, this will be episode number 52, a whole year of episodes. So we're going to switch over to a new season, a very exciting season. Uh, Next week will be season two. Today is first day of the year, as we just said, a new beginning. Beginnings can be arbitrary, decided a long time ago, much like this one. The Gregorian calendar that tells us that we are able to transition from one year to another. Transitions are difficult. Transitions are uh, necessities. Transitions are kinds of rituals to allow us to examine how we are before and how we are after. How we're moving from one space to another. How we're moving from one time to another. How we are changing and choosing to change with awareness. Many people, of course, have resolutions for the new year. I've said before that I don't really believe in resolutions. I don't believe we need more reasons to dive into the circle of shame and guilt, things that I've decided and then they stop, or I stop, or I lose steam, or I lose the discipline, or I don't want to do it anymore. Um, most resolutions, I think, do not get fulfilled and I don't particularly see a reason why we keep doing this to ourselves. We have enough reasons to feel bad sometimes that we don't need to create more reasons for that. A better way of looking at it for me is to decide on a few values that perhaps we're going to focus this year. That's allowing us to choose what we do and make sure that we think about those values as we choose the actions we take or the actions we don't take. But if we choose a value, then we are far more likely to succeed and feel better about our decision, but also it allows us to focus our energies. So if you choose to have more compassion, more care, more love, more forgiveness, more vulnerability, whatever it is, there's a whole list of values that you can look up. And soon at the Chuva Center, we'll have a whole value clarification exercise we're going to put up. But choose a value or a couple or maybe four. Put them on a piece of paper in front of you or next to your bed. Maybe on the door just before you leave the house. Hopefully we'll leave the house more this year. And then ask yourself, how am I going to choose to live more with love in mind? More with compassion in mind? More with care in mind? More in forgiveness? More in art or joy or happiness or awareness contemplation whatever it is for me that's a much better quote-unquote resolution but that's not what i want to talk about today what i want to talk about today is a concept we're going to spend some time this year and we're going to have a whole program devoted to it but i really want to talk about our spiritual economy We know, of course, that the financial economy is not great at the moment for many people. We know that with COVID and changing global economy, many people are living on credit or paycheck to paycheck. That is very unfortunate. Um, But I think, unfortunately, this is also true for our spiritual economy, living paycheck to paycheck. In fact, many of us are living in a spiritual deficit. And they feel it very deeply, spiritual bankruptcy even. And we'll talk about how that looks like, but it is a very dire situation that really deprives us from hope and from ability to succeed, from our ability to find joy in the world, uh, and it leads to addiction. But we'll talk about it in a few minutes. And just like with a regular ATM, there are things in life that you don't feel up to or you think you can't achieve negative self-talk, not wanting to do anything, not wanting to get out of bed or leave the house or whatever it is. And many times it's because you went to your spiritual ATM, if you will, and it tells you insufficient funds. But there is a solution. In fact, it is related to our financial situation, our financial economy. If you take out a dollar bill, if you have one, you will see on it that it actually says, in God we trust. So no matter what you believe regarding a higher power and God, the message on it is the first clue. Faith. You see, faith, of course, is something you can practice. Faith is an action. Ask yourself, what do you believe in your heart? Do you have a God? Do you have a God of your own understanding? Some kind of governing order or some kind of entity or even just an energy of the world, of the universe, of nature. What do you believe? Have you ever asked yourself that question? I don't think we talk enough about God and things that we believe When you do that, when we talk about God and faith, and we allow ourselves to look at faith a little bit as an action, we have to look at that, the love, the trust we want to offer other people, not because they earned it, but because you did. When we trust people, when we offer love, when we offer hope, it allows us to lean into faith a little bit more. It allows us to take that dollar bill, transform it into a spiritual dollar bill, and then we'll deposit it into our spiritual bank account. There's so much senseless hate in the world, of course, that I often ask myself, if there's senseless hate, can there be senseless love? Can I love in abundance? Can I offer love just because? so I do or at least I try to so today the first day of the year let's open a spiritual bank account if you don't have one already it is where you draw from it is where there will be large withdrawals so what are large withdrawals exactly from a spiritual bank account heartbreak for example is a large withdrawal loss Pain, of course, loss of a loved one, loss of a pet, loss of a job, loss of your vocation. Dealing with something unexpected, like pandemic. This year has taught us that we went to bed in one world and woke up in another. And all of a sudden, we are isolated and quarantined. That is a big withdrawal from our bank account. Loneliness, anxiety illness of course and healing from illness is a big withdrawal also other things that people think they want but it is in fact a huge withdrawal fame wealth some of the most famous people I know some of the most wealthy people I know are quite miserable and have a very depleted spiritual bank account distractibility not paying attention to what we are doing is a withdrawal like we said loneliness loneliness negative self-talk that's part of the withdrawals that's part of the checks we write out of that spiritual bank account and some of these checks are huge what happens when you withdraw like we said you lose your meaning and your purpose you lose your ability to connect you find solace in the bottle in drugs sex shopping gambling, misery, we find no reason to do things, we find no reason to be happy or joyful, we treat ourselves and others like crap, we don't allow ourselves to do anything, we tell ourselves that we are not worthy, that we don't matter, that we are broken, that something is wrong with us, we don't understand why others seem to have a good time and we don't We don't allow ourselves to try new things, to be brave, to say what we want to say, those are the effects of an overdrawn spiritual account. So how do we make deposits? How do we make sure that we have enough coin in our spiritual bank account to be able to make withdrawals when we have to or when we need to or when we want to? How do we make sure that once I've opened this bank account today, I can actually put coin in it? Take that dollar we talked about and put it in the bank account. The ways we put spiritual currency into our bank accounts are very varied. We'll go through a small list, but there are many things I'm sure I'll drop off this list. First, I think about meditation, all kinds of meditation, whether it is Buddhist meditation, Hindu meditation, Jewish meditation, is Muslim meditation, Christian meditation, whatever it is. There are plenty of apps. There are plenty of secular Buddhist meditations. There are plenty of meditations out there to find something that you like and invest in it. And like most of the things I want to talk about, it is not a sprint. It is a marathon. It is a long haul. You have to carve out every day, sometimes multiple times a day, ways to invest in that bank account. Into meditate, not saying I'm going to do it today, but make a plan. I want to do it three times this week, four times this week, whatever it is. Prayer, of course, to beseech for the world, for those who do not have a voice, to say out loud things that you pray for, to look at the universe and put yourself in front of it and say this is what I pray for, this is what matters, this is what matters to me, Those are moments that we are able to surrender to a higher power as we understand it. Those moments of prayer, those moments, as Soloveitchik puts it, to be confronted and defeated by a higher and truer being or a higher and truer force. Those moments of prayer, daily, weekly, whatever they are, those are ways to invest in our spiritual bank account journaling writing whether it is writing what happens during the day or with prompts is an incredibly important tool for recovery in a life of meaning but also a very good tool to invest in that spiritual banking to find more meaning and if you need help if you go to chuvacenter.org right now and the resources there is a journaling tool a recovery journaling tool a journaling Tool that helps you look at prompts and helps you write something every night and every morning. It won't take you more than five, six, maybe top 10 minutes. And there's a video accompanying it actually that helps you understand what those prompts are and how to fill out the sheet. So, journaling is one of those great tools. And you'll see a lot of these great tools that I'm talking about, of course, are available and free. All you need to do is time. Charity is another way. You can do it with money. You could do it with time. You can do it with making sandwiches. There's different ways to to do it. You, of course, can do it acts of service. You can be a sponsor to somebody. You can help people. You can volunteer somewhere. In fact, I would say not can. You should volunteer somewhere. We've said in a different episode that volunteering, being of service, is one of the studied interventions that help people feel better about themselves. And when you help others, that is definitely a way to invest in your spiritual bank account. With how much money you give and how much time you give or how much attention you give, you're going to have to budget, and we'll talk about that soon as well. But that budgeting allows you to think about what you can afford, but make sure that you give something. Everybody can give something. Mentoring is part of that act of service as well. Find somebody who can use mentoring at work in your office. Maybe you have a skill that people want to learn. Maybe you can create a small class or just help people along and say, like, you know, I would like to mentor somebody with the experience I have in my life. It's a great way of being of service. And it's, of course, a great way to invest in that spiritual bank account. Art, crafts, creating something, creating art of any kind for the sake of it, even if you're not going to be a big artist or you're not going to show things that make you feel good, things that make you express yourself with ways other than words. But perhaps you are a poet, so you can write or a writer. Perhaps it's knitting. Perhaps it's cooking. Perhaps it's painting, pottery, whatever it is find something that you can do and also in terms of art um, look at something performance art music find it online and at some point we can do it in person as well experience it and search for the beauty ask yourself what is the beauty in what I'm seeing if you ask the right question in general especially with art but not just in art even in our own life if you ask the right question you will find the answer I heard this week somebody talk about it in the most um, clear way that our mind, of course, is designed to find the answers to questions we pose for it. So you have to be very careful about the question you ask. If you ask your mind, why is this horrible? How do I suck? Why will I not succeed? Why am I feeling this way? Why is this bad? the mind will find answers and will start create these patterns. So start asking questions like, how am I great? How is this beautiful? What am I learning from it? How is this successful? How can I do this better? How can I find beauty in myself? And when you do that, if you start asking the right question, the brain will find the answers and again create that pattern. So with art, don't over-criticize. Enjoy it. Find the beauty in it. Learning, growing is a great way to invest in your spiritual bank account. Learning a skill, learning a language, going to a Torah study, a Talmud study. We offer the Chuva Center twice a week, a Talmud study. Learn something new. Maybe you wanted to learn a language. Maybe you wanted to learn how to do something. Now is a good time. It doesn't mean that you're going to have to master it. But it means you can find some way and delight in actual learning something new, experiencing something new. Reading, if you're a reader or books on tape, if reading is hard for you, expand your mind is a way to really find a way to say, I am worth investing in. I am worth reading. I am worth the time. I am worth looking at things, things that I could never really think about or feel read books about places and people that are not part of your life find out how it is look at poetry or prose or novels that allow you to travel with your mind maybe you want to try a hobby like we said maybe you want to look at nature when you look outside wherever you are appreciating nature of course Practicing compassion and kindness is a great way to invest in your spiritual bank account. Try not to be so angry. Try not to take your own anger or your own pain on others. Try and find why people act the way they do. Try and be kind to people even if it's not natural to you. Those are ways way to invest in your bank account. You want to do it in community? We have a tshuva group. A skill that we've developed that meets every Thursday, it's on our website, that really allows you to check in with yourself and actually deposit money into your spiritual bank account. Spiritual money, that is. Silence. Try a day of silence, or maybe a morning, or an afternoon, or an hour. Now, silence doesn't just mean not talking. Silence means that your phone is off or silent, your computer is away, your television's off. Be awake, be silent, observe. It might bring up a lot, but the more you practice, the more you find silence can bring a lot of hope and for me it brings a lot of joy. Silence is a big practice in my life to stop and to observe and to just be. Of course there is all the different body practices. Yoga, tai chi pilates a run a walk i find that i need a lot of body practice sometimes to help me quiet the mind or quiet the soul not so much the mind the mind goes you just need to observe it so i practice yoga and i practice muay thai which is kickboxing well at least i did a lot more of it before pandemic but that's the plan So all these exercises is a way for us to also invest in ourselves and saying, I'm worthy of a healthy body. I am worthy of a life that will be long and fruitful. I am worthy of the time to invest in myself. You have to allow for some amount of magic. It's also a way to look at spiritual banging out things. You don't understand things that make you wonder to approach the world with wonder, to be mesmerized by things that are either beautiful or interesting or exciting, things you don't understand, coincidences, serendipity. Allow yourself to be in it, to not try and always understand it, but to say, okay, this is happening. And then, of course, there's peoplehood. And what I mean by this is, If it's safe, for example, go outside, right? Take a walk, social distance, of course. Try to make eye contact with as many people as you can. Not in a creepy way. Don't be a creep. And not in an unsafe way either, of course. But look people in the eye. If they look back, smile. If they smile back, you can say hi. If they say hi back, maybe you want to talk to them. Maybe they want to talk to you. Be open to it. Again, trust Then say nice to meet you and continue your walk. Connecting with people, looking at people is a great way of connecting to oneself and again invest in that spiritual bank account. You You want also to exercise your inner focus. Create a space for just you. Find maybe if you can a space just for you. A private space perhaps in your home, a corner maybe. Maybe it's outside if the weather permits. Light a candle and maybe set a timer for five, ten minutes with a soft chime, nothing that will alarm you. Maybe observe the flame for five, ten minutes if you can and very gently focus on it. If you don't have a candle, maybe a plant or just a point in front of you, a tree, a leaf, and then observe your breath. Sometimes I, I try and help people by saying, imagine it being a cold day. And when you breathe out, you can see the breath as it forms in the cold air. Don't think or make plans. See how much you can just focus and just be. Now, you may say, for some of the things I've said, I do some of these things already. I do already exercise. and you know, Or I'm alone all the time at the house. I have silence. So, but it's not giving me or it's not doing what you think it is. What I think then is probably missing is awareness because that's the key to it all. Creating an intentional, (laughs) creating an intentional space for it. Not just doing it, but creating a space before, perhaps awareness during and then when possible reflection after. It may add up to 10 minutes to some of your activities. But that awareness is incredibly important. In fact, it is key of taking that practice that you do and using it for a spiritual bank account. In Judaism, for example, we have blessings for a lot of things we do. It requires us to stop and think. There's a blessing first thing in the morning, it's part of the journey. There's a blessing when you right when you wake up, there's a blessing when you go to the bathroom. there's a blessing when you eat, there's a blessing for after you eat, there's a blessing when you see a spider web, there's a blessing when you see a beautiful person. There's a blessing when you see an ugly person. There's a blessing when you see a the ocean for the first time, when you have a piece of fruit for the first time, when you are wearing a piece of clothing for the first time. There's a blessing when you see 10,000 people in one place and there's a blessing when there is rain or thunder. There's a lot of blessings and it's not designed to constantly make you in this pious state but it's designed to tell you what are you observing? Can you stop for a second and observe? Can you bring awareness to it? You see, in life when we do that, if we're able to take observance and then the action, that is when we deposit it. And we do that with that reflection after or with the awareness during or before. Every time you do these things, if you don't do that, if you don't bring awareness before, if you don't think about learning after, what you've learned from it, right? Then it's like somebody giving you a pretty hefty check and you're never depositing it into your account. It just sits there. In the reflection, you want to ask yourself, why is this good? Why am I doing this? What did I learn from something I just did? I went for a run or I went to the gym. What did I learn? There must be something. It was investing. And if you say well, I don't think I learned anything, then think harder. How is this affecting me and others? Is a different way of looking at. Why are you doing the things you're doing for yourself? What is it giving you? What is it giving others? How is it affecting your ability to interact with others? By doing so we are making sure that our intentions and our actions are aligned. What we do and what we think, what we do and what we intend to do become aligned. And then the more we do it, the more we are able to find the more we are able to find what it means to us and we are able to take that action and deposit it. You see, spiritual money of course is a kind of energy Right? Words are a kind of energy. And we must use that energy to propel us forward, to invest in that bank account so that we can withdraw from it, but also to allow ourselves to grow that bank account. More, the more energy we have, the more we are able to spend, the more able to feel strong, the more we are able to withstand what life brings, the more we are able to feel fulfilled with our inner world. In that sense, we must act or we must be spiritually rich. Not by spending money or energy we don't have, right? It's not fake it till you make it in that sense. But by using words and action that invest in ourselves and in others, we want to perhaps act like a spiritual entrepreneur. You want to be a spiritual entrepreneur. So if let's say that you have a lot of money, a lot of energy, a lot of spiritual coin, and you are a spiritual entrepreneur, who and what are you investing in? You've been giving a large sum of money or spiritual energy. Who are the people, the projects, the startups that you want to invest in? Ask yourself. If you had a lot of spiritual coin, what would you do with it? Where are you investing in it? So like we said, bring that awareness, you know, Focusing that attention, knowing what our minds are doing, right? Creating more connections, relationships, investing in others, in ourselves, looking at kindness and compassion, right? That gives us insight to look at our relationship with our own self, with others, to really understand the things that we need to do in order to feel better, to be better, right? We have to make sure that we Think about not just the money we have, but like we said, also a spiritual budget. Think about things that you're going to have to expense. Think about times that it's going to be difficult. Maybe it's dinner with your parents-in-law. Maybe it's a, a memorial day of coming of a lost loved one. Maybe it's the impending loss of a job or whatever it is. If we're able to budget for it, to anticipate it, to make sure that we invest in time before and after, we're able to withstand it and we're able to have a much more robust inner life, more meaning, more connection and more contentment with what we have. Jewish texts ask us who is a rich person and the answer is he who is happy with what he has, who is content with what he has actually is what it says. When we are able to invest in ourselves, we're able to get there and really have a much more robust life, a life of stronger recovery and stronger meaning. I want to end with the words of a prophet, Jeremiah. He writes about God's promise. And again, whatever you think about God, think of it as uh, an energy um and how it's in us to find it to find what that energy is what that god means what our god of our own understanding means find out what it means to you to create a space right so that we can have uh, more meaning in our life he writes for i am mindful of the plans i have made concerning you declares the lord plans for your welfare not for disaster to give you a hopeful future. When you call me and come and pray to me, I will give heed to you. You will search for me and find me if only you seek me wholeheartedly. We leave you with hope that you seek God, godliness, divinity, beauty, whatever it is in the future if we invest in it if we invest in that spiritual life in a spiritual bank account we will in find find it we wish you a very good 2021 a shabbat shalom we will see you next week for our new season as we said of tattoos and torah thank you so much for listening this year thank you so much for being part of this journey i really appreciate it and hopefully we'll see you soon thank you